0: Welcome to another edition of Strictly Business. I'm Andrew Wallenstein, co-editor-in-chief of Variety. Over the past 11 years, Funny or Die has built a brand on cutting-edge comedy. But the way the company has evolved since the days of Will Ferrell's viral videos has taken it a long way. Its CEO, Mike Farah, is here to talk about where the company has been since he took the job in 2016 and where he's going next. Thanks for coming in, Mike. Thanks so much for having me. Now,
1: you've been CEO for the past few years, but you've been at the company for how long total? Ten years. So I was hired as the first producer uh, in the summer of 2008. And I would imagine you have seen this company go through a lot of changes over that time. I have. You know, it, it's cool because I, I think, you know, intrinsically in our DNA, we're still the same company in terms of just wanting to say yes, moving really quick, wanting to work with great talent and, and do different things that are, you know, I think a little bit left of center, but still uh, pretty accessible. Um, But yeah, obviously the world of media has changed. The the digital world has changed. And I I think it's a a testament to our team and, and everyone that has really bought in that we've been able to evolve so successfully. And I think the evolution is still going on. You know, we were just talking like you cannot stay static in any capacity. And I think, you know, the challenge that we always try and embrace is how do you continue to evolve, but keep your priorities and discipline in place so that you can really capitalize on on what you're good at.
0: And that team that's working with you, as I mentioned off the top, Will Ferrell, he is one of the co-founders. You've got some other famous names in there. How active are these
1: people in in your day-to-day as you manage to their credit, they're very active. I actually have to leave here uh, to go have a meeting with Will. We are—we did a big uh, Rose Parade special. He has this character, Cord Hosenbeck. Yes. And so we did the Rose Parade with Amazon, and we did the Royal Wedding with HBO. And so we are having lunch this afternoon with with other folks who are working on it to talk through Rose Parade 2019. Uh, So, you know, all those guys, you know, they they have a, you know, they have a lot going on. We all have a lot going on, but they are always so willing to help out and have good ideas. And and I keep them posted, but, you know, they'll come to board meetings. We'll have calls and, and I think they're just so excited about what's going on and, and the, the, the direction that we're going, but they're also patient and they know that, you know, the world is continuing to change. And I think they, they like the adjustments that we've made and, And, yeah, man, they're all in. Well, encapsulate what the direction and what the adjustments are, because
0: we go back 11 years ago, Funny or Die very famously burst onto the scene with those videos of Will and celebrities, but it feels like Funny or Die has become so much more than that.
1: Well, thanks. It, it, it has, but what we're really focused on, we have two pillars in the company: digital and long form. And and digital now means something different than it just me, meant when we were cranking out all the viral videos. That was fantastic because it helped establish the brand, and we have a really strong consumer facing brand. And we have, I think, like probably over forty million followers on social media, and it's it's a young group that we have a lot of credibility with. But you know, that wasn't always a great business. Um, and that was the era of all these digital publishers having these, like, massive valuations. But they weren't totally built on a lot more than potential. And because we still are an independent company and, and a startup in that way, I think we've evolved in the ways and uh, what digital means. And, and now what it really means is a focus on the custom campaigns that we make for brand partners, uh, that could be a company like Kroger. We just did a, a, a few videos with Jeff Goldblum, a cooking series with him. That's that's really funny. Uh, it could also mean a partner like IMDb. We just did a, I think we've done five or six IMDb me's, which was based on a, a, an original video that Jake Szymanski came up with. And so what we've been able to do is really focus what we're good at and bringing cool talent in front of and behind the camera, just like we were doing, just like when it was for fun. Uh, keep it fun, but also have just a more thoughtful business approach on how to differentiate ourselves in a very, very crowded digital landscape. Uh, And then the second pillar, long form, we've just been very fortunate to diversify into long form television, movies, specials, series in a way that just happened really organically. We've always just had that um, relationship with the talent community that it felt like a natural evolution And so I think that's really the focus. There are so many things going on, and and you have to be really smart to just not focus too much on the shiny new thing that comes along. Um, But I think what makes us unique is that digital business, which is now really robust. I think, like I said, I think we've done probably 40 or so of those deals just this year. And then the long-form side, we have almost 20. Projects in production or prepped or offers to to script them. Um, And that's where I think we're really going to focus and move on. So we're not just a production company. We're not just a media company. um, We're both of those things. Why be in both? Why must, given the challenges of the digital media business,
0: why even bother with videos and social when isn't really what keeps the
1: lights on and what gets you toward a profit is long form? Yes and no. They have, they're have they two totally different business models. So long form is great because we produce all of our shows. All of that revenue flows through the company. But the margins, as you know, in television are, are much lower. The digital media margins um, are much higher because we're able to leverage the brand, the audience, and our ability to make really custom content. And, and brands are spending more and more money on, on these types of programs. Um, so I really believe that's what differentiates ourselves there there's there's lots of great companies out there there's lots of people doing interesting things i think we're unique in the fact that we have both sides of those businesses uh really working well and then we have this marketing arm that's kind of a really cool tie that binds the two together so we've always done viral videos for brand partners but now it's gotten a lot more thoughtful in terms of the social content we can make the live activations we can do um, on lots of our series, like American Vandal, we'll, we'll be hired to, to market those series, not just for the launch, but throughout the entire run of the season. Um, and, and I think those are the things that we've really decided to focus on that can leverage our past, uh, but really thoughtfully put us in a position to succeed in the future. So Funny or Die is
0: a brand. That still matters because for a lot of production companies, and I know you're saying
1: you're not strictly
0: one, mm-hmm. they don't even think about you know the brand.
1: It absolutely it matters. It's it's the best thing that we have going for us. Um, it yeah. helps you on the long form side too. Absolutely, it it attracts uh, creators. Uh, the, the buyers, we're, we're fortunate. We have series set up at all different cable companies and streaming companies. Uh, they all want to tap into that audience for the marketing because there's a ton of content out there. You, you need to be able to peg it to something. And because we have this audience and this relationship and this credibility with them, I think that's something you know a show like American Vandal has really um, benefited from. I think Brockmeyer. Uh, our show for IFC has, has done great with that. I Love You America, which is going to be premiering next week. We've done a lot of Hulu. social for Hulu. Yeah, right. we've done a lot of social and digital content for Hulu. And so we're never – I mean, you don't want to be too thirsty about it and, like, force anything. But at the same time, it, it's – it we it's the brand that has attracted so many comedians to us from the beginning. It's the, they, they still, you know, so many people still aspire to be like uh, Will Ferrell and Adam McKay and Judd Apatow. And we've always done a great job of working with the big names and the, the up and coming names and everyone in between. Um, so that, and taking care of that brand is really important. That's, that's another thing you have to really have a lot of touch with, because you want to have a great business. You want to have an honest business that really delivers for partners, but you also want to carry on the sensibility that our founders and all the people who have created content for us over the years have helped cement. So that's always a little bit of a balance and a little bit of a, a, of a juggling act, but it comes down to the people that you have and having a really firm sense of what the identity is and, and what everyone's purpose is so that they can go out and, and, um, you know, make the most of those opportunities. You mentioned partners and founders. You've got a
0: lot of people that you have mm. to look out for from yeah. the Will Ferrell's, the Adam McKay's. Then you've got media companies that have ownership stakes, uh, Turner, AMC, HBO. Uh, you still have VC uh, money that came in from the very beginning. Right. That's got to be quite a challenge to please a lot of people. And at the same time, you're. You, it's funny to hear yourself describe yourself as a startup because you've been around for 11 years. Yeah. So how do you manage all that?
1: It's a good question. Um, I think the honest answer is it's a combination of having a really strong sense of where you're going mm-hmm. and then curating your conversation for your audience. So whether I'm talking to the entire company or Will or our chairman, Mark Kwame, or our new partners at AMC, Jen Caserta and Josh Sepan. Um, you you have to have a real strong conviction in what you do well and and what to focus on, what to say yes to, what to say no to. And then you do have to understand who you're talking to and, and frame things in a, in a way that is always truthful, uh, is positive, but is also realistic about the world that you're living in. Um, and I think that I... That's something that maybe comes a little bit naturally to me, but it's anything it's like anything you have to like exercise those muscles. How you talk to talent is a little bit different than how you talk to their representation, but you have to be consistent and you have to be transparent so you never so and that's what makes it fun mm-hmm. you know like you know the changes in our own company, the media landscape, and how to marshal all of these amazingly talented people, whether they're famous people or you know the the folks who have just who are summer interns maybe, um, I just feel like that's a that that's why I'm
0: still there. But when you talk about Sequoia and I think about venture capital, they're typically known for having pretty limited patience. They want their return, they want their yeah. exit. Do you face that kind of pressure?
1: We don't. Um, I think from the very beginning, because of the, the videos that Will and McKay and Chris Henchy and everyone made at the beginning, um, we kind of came out of the gate so strong. The brand became really well known. It became this cool company. Um, and the way those funds are, and you probably know that, they, they put a bunch of different companies together. And, and I, I, I may have to fact check myself, but I'm pretty sure like the fund we were in had LinkedIn in it and, and LinkedIn has gone on to do some pretty impressive things and maybe that provided a little bit of cover for us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, that's one of the things, you know, the the point of view for the Silicon Valley world and startups is different from a creator, is different from traditional media. And making all of those different voices make, you know, music that people want to listen to is is one of the challenges. Um, But it also, it it truly is what makes it exciting. And and creating win-wins in all those different spaces, uh, I think, is how we've been able to be so resilient as the world changes around us. Like a lot
0: of digital media companies, you guys, though, have taken your lumps. There has been layoffs in recent years that you've had to do. In 2018, are you okay with where your company is at? Is it financially healthy? Uh, Because... Uh, We're seeing no one, you know, BuzzFeed, Vice, from the biggest in this space is immune to how tough digital media can be.
1: Yeah, it's not for the faint of heart, digital publishing. Um, And I do feel good about I'm guessing everyone comes on here and tells you how great they feel about the things (laughs) that they're doing. Um, It's sincere, though. Uh, We've learned a lot over the last few years. Not everything we've done has worked. Um, But more and more, it's just about that focus on the things that can differentiate ourselves. And, uh, you know, because of our partnership, the investment that AMC made in us a few years ago, we have – that's the main reason we – well, there's lots of reasons to do that deal. But what was was so great about it was it gave us the resources to really bet on ourselves and to double down on – the talent and the people that we knew would be able to kind of break through because the world is continuing to come to us. If you're able to make really great stuff, premium content with with great talent and our ability to have done short form, mid form, long form, social live specials, movies, you name it. We're kind of playing in those areas. Um, I'm really confident that if we continue to run the business thoughtfully and keep extending the game and maybe when i'm back here in two or three years we're a 14 year old startup and that'd be fine if we're able to run the business that we want to run and make the types of content that we want to make that that's totally great if there is an opportunity for a company to look at us and and we could we could grow more so within the the, within a larger company that's something we could explore too but we're not seeking that out and if we were trying to do that the whole key is to go in there with a ton of momentum and a ton of focus so that you don't get lost in the shuffle and when you don't just become like you know a logo on a business card but you become a real you know comedy engine and and that can create comedy solutions for one of these massive streaming companies or emerging companies that does get exciting but you gotta you can't focus on that and you can't you can't worry about that stuff you gotta you gotta just make good stuff take the opportunities to scale when they when they occur um and as we were saying before trust the process
0: When you talk about the potential for acquisition, though, it brings to mind that everyone these days is talking about consolidation. Mm. It just seems to be something that is really gripping the media sector right now. I mean, what is your take? I'm not even necessarily just speaking to Funny or Die. You said it could happen. It couldn't happen. Uh, But as you look at the broader landscape, do you look at consolidation and see it as an inevitability for a lot of companies?
1: Yes. I think it's the nature of of media, and it's just the history of media. And I think now some of the some of the new players, whether it's Netflix or Amazon or Think Disney, which is massive, but also they're launching their streaming platform. Apple is going to have their product out next year. Um, Jeffrey Katzenberg is launching an entire new platform. Uh, my instinct is that there was we were kind of at the tail end of this massive digital disruption. Um, and I think the amounts of money that these companies are able to spend because of subscription and their direct relationship to uh, their consumers in a way that traditional media has never had as, 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 as firm as a, a grasp as they do. I do think you're going to see more and more consolidation. And, and that's why I like the position that we're in. If, if we can keep doing what we're doing and, and have more and more success then who is that partner because for me yeah we i've been there 10 years i want funnier die to matter in 30 40 50 years from now none of us are in this just for like a quick exit Mm -hmm. we 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 care tremendously about the company and the people that work there and and that's why making those changes that you alluded to earlier was really tough um but we did it because we had to put ourselves in a position to really um you know get through this period uh, to To the next period, which I think will involve consolidation, if it's with us or without us, the main thing for us is just to run a great company, great content, great business, thoughtfully done, and and see where the the path emerges.
0: I mean, I've been a little did, I've been a little doom and gloom as I talked about digital media, but on the other hand, peak TV. I would imagine that this era where there's just so many buyers out there buying a lot of content, particularly on the streaming side. That's got to be great for you. And you seem to be doing just business with just about everyone on that front.
1: It's been very positive for us. Um, Nothing's easy, you know, because you really have to have a great idea and great talent and a great package to really cut through and get, you know, straight to series orders. And we've been fortunate to do a lot of that. Um, But yeah, uh, us, our ability to diversify into long form uh, much earlier than a lot of other digital publishers, just because of our Hollywood roots has really paid off. And I remember there there are times that even internally, people were wondering why we were so focused on TV, because the margins were so different than what we were getting on the digital side. But now the sum of these two pillars, digital and long form, is what makes us um, special. And I think We, we, we will continue to build that out and maybe there's some opportunities to scale that, you know, scaling talent driven, you know, series is not always the easiest thing. Um, but we're fortunate to have, like I said, almost 20 different projects in production prep coming back, writing. Um, and I think that's a testament to the team and and the power of the brand and and the creators that we're fortunate to work with.
0: Hmm. Uh, we talked about TV, but another front that you guys have been somewhat active in was virtual reality. Last I saw you a few oh, yeah. years ago, you guys produced uh, this Good old Miubi. Virtual reality,
1: yeah. Well, Which I, won a Peabody, I, along yeah, with American Vandals. is was, was super cool.
0: I came in a skeptic thinking, virtual reality programming in any sort of long-form way, how does that work? And yet I watched this uh, Miubi, and it was like... Watching a, a good sitcom, mm. and get, except reinvented for a different medium, are you still going down that road? Are you still interested in what virtual reality could be?
1: Um, yes, that was a great experience, and partnering with Felix and Paul was really tremendous. And Owen Burke wrote a great script, and they 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 are really the experts. Um, for us, it's more. Knowing where's an opportunity for our sensibility and and comedy to make a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and is that does that make financial sense to pursue and then doing it as well as possible? So I wouldn't say we're talking every day about what we can be doing in VR. But I think that's just an example of how we're able to stretch and extend these comedy muscles in so many effective ways. Um, and, and whether it's, it's that or some of the other projects that we have coming up, it's, it's really what's the win-win? Can we do something cool with creators that's a good business move that isn't just because you always want to build the brand. But now we're established in a way that you want to you know, really be spending your time on things that you think can move the needle. So in that case, it was great that our first main focus on VR was able to resonate so well. What
0: is it like being in the comedy business in 2018? I'm mm. seeing the way late night has been completely re-energized, talk shows, things are obviously getting very political. Where does funnier Die sit in that landscape?
1: That's a good question. Um, it's a great time to be in comedy. There is a lot of it out there. I think where we sit is our ability... To make surprising comedy with really cool talent, that whether it has a huge marketing campaign or just comes out of nowhere like American Vandal, can really break through the noise. And there's a lot of talented people. We're not the only ones doing it, but I think what's unique about us is... You know, we had three Emmy nominations this year, and it was so cool to have it be for digital with Gay of Thrones, writing for American Vandal, and I Love You America, Sarah Silverman's show in, in Variety. And I think that cross section really kind of speaks to us being able to matter in those areas. Um, and so it's also a great time for young, diverse impactful voices and there is a massive there's just a massive new wave coming and i really challenge everyone at funnier die to to know these guys and girls and these writers and these comedians and these directors who you know i mean it, it i went to a comedy show called tasteful that uh jack knight and langston kerman um put together uh and the, the, the lineup they had it was at a, a it was at a, a ice cream place in Koreatown. There were probably, I don't know, 250 of just the most beautiful, diverse young comedy fans there hanging on every word. And it's um, it's coming fast and with people's ability you know, to promote themselves on social media, on podcasts and and that that curve that used to maybe take you know 10, 12 years, I think is being shrunk down in a real way. And I want Fun Your to help them shrink down that curve even more because of the opportunities that we can create for people.
0: And so are, is, is your company, the complexion of your company changing? Is there more diversity? Because it sounds like what you're saying is diversity just makes good business sense given uh, the
1: changing audience out there. One thousand um, percent. The complexion of the company has changed. That's one of the great things. It's so funny because lots of people talk about diversity and inclusion. Uh, It doesn't happen overnight. But when you're in a position like I am and you have the support of the the people behind you, you really can implement real change. And so our goal at a company is to have a, a company that reflects the demographics of the United States. Um, and, and and male female uh, diversity, uh, you know, everything that you know historically has been less uh, prioritized in the world of comedy. And so, yes, I will be the one millionth person to say, you know, it's good for business, uh, it's good for the world, and and it's how you it's how you really future proof. Right. You you need you want folks who are have a shared sensibility, you know, and it's okay if I don't find that 22 year old, you know, kid super funny. Like, that's fine. But we need to have the people at at Funny or Die who are out there building those relationships and, and representing all the different opportunities that we can help these great young comedians find on themselves, find with us. Some they can do on their own. Some it helps to partner up with us and go on that journey together. Um, So I'm really proud of that, and and it's something we will continue to work on uh, and really hopefully set a very high bar for.
0: One last question. Can you think of an example of something either on the short form or the long-form side of what you guys are doing that is a comedy property we should keep an eye out for that you think has big things ahead of it?
1: One of the things that I'm really excited about is we incubated an app at Funyard Eye called Pitch. It was created by Matt Kleiman, who is a former Funnier Die and Onion writer. And what that has become is the world's largest online community of professional comedy writers. And Funnier Die, uh, The Onion, a host of different partners are tapping into that community for really, really good comedy content and jokes. And those writers are actually paid directly within the app as their jokes kind of like rise to the top based on how the community feels about it. And I I can't, it's going to be announced very soon, but we did a a transformational, what could be a transformational deal with a massive audio platform for daily uh, audible content powered by pitch. And that's something, if that thing takes off, for Pitch and Fun Your Die to help power uh, uh, an entire new comedy platform and channel for creators and stand-ups to get paid for their topical content. That's something that could that could be great for our business. That could be great for just the community of creators out there. Hopefully, it'll be great for the, the partner that we have. And, and that's something that if, if if we if we get that right that's something that could really make a difference out in the world hmm. well i look forward to seeing how that does thanks appreciate you coming
0: in mike thanks for having me Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Strictly Business. Come back next week for another podcast in which we sit down with some of the brightest minds in entertainment. And if you like what we're doing, even if you don't like it, be sure to tell us in the comments section or just shoot an email over to podcasts at variety.com.